facts are so uh, clear for everyone to see. Just a couple of numbers to remember, just real quick off the top. 15 million. We know that the Biden family received at least 15 million dollars from foreign nationals and foreign companies. That includes from Ukraine, Russia, China, just between 2014 and 2019. Uh, 16 times, at least on the record, Joe Biden has lied about his involvement in the family's uh, business dealings, Hunter Biden's business dealings. We know 22 times. At least 22 times the president met with or talked with Hunter's foreign business associates. And we have checks. We have, we have checks written to Joe Biden that the Oversight Committee has found in the banking records. $40,000 from China, $200,000 from a now bankrupt health care company that his brother James Biden apparently swindled. But the evidence is so clear you cannot look away. And the Constitution requires the House to follow the truth where it leads. We, we, we have a duty to do this. We cannot stop the process. You just heard uh, Speaker, I'm sorry, you just heard Speaker Mike Johnson laying out the case for impeachment against Joe Biden. And you had the Democrats, Andy Schiff, pedophile Andy Schiff. He is out there saying this would be a travesty of justice to impeach this president for no reason. There's no evidence against it. But this is the guy that lied through his teeth to the American public about Donald Trump's Ukraine connection when it was all the Democrats in connection with Ukraine. They impeached him twice on hearsay. Well, I have a friend that was in the room and he kind of heard it this way. He's not quite sure what it was said, but I'm sure that Donald Trump is guilty of something. That was essentially the impeachment process of Donald Trump. Where with Joe Biden, they have the checks. They have the transcripts. They have the emails. They have the phone conversations. There is no denying what is going on in the Biden family. They are, they are selling out this country. They are making millions in money laundering operations against this country. It's treason. It's just straight up treason. But we won't impeach him for that because... We're going to impeach Trump twice, and then we're going to try and put him in jail for bogus charges that the bank, the Deutsche Bank, the head of Deutsche Bank came up and said he didn't do anything wrong. Totally obliterated the DA's case against Donald Trump in Georgia. Completely got, blew it away. And now the New York appeals court reinstates a gag order against Trump. But the defense, I'm sorry, the, the prosecution can say anything they want, anytime they want, and Trump can't come back and rebuke it. Tell me how that isn't a First Amendment infringement. I'm waiting. You can't. It is an infringement on Donald Trump's First Amendment rights. This is not how our legal system works. If you are a Republican, you are guilty until proven innocent. Well, it's supposed to be the other way around. Nancy Pelosi doesn't get it. 
she came out and said he's going to have to prove his innocence. No, that's not how it works. You have to prove he's guilty. He has the benefit of the doubt. So I just wanted to start the show off with that because that this thing is infuriating me. I mean, people are still talking about collusion. People are still talking about how Donald Trump incited a riot, even after they've seen the January 6th tapes. And if you're sitting there telling me that Donald Trump incited a riot and didn't look at the, the release tapes, the full tapes, you're kidding yourself. This wasn't a riot. The riot was the pro-Palestinian supporters storming the Capitol, storming the RNC and the DNC headquarters in Washington. That is a riot. There is proof beyond proof beyond proof that this was a coordinated attack against Donald Trump by Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Ray Epps, Chuck Schumer, the FBI, the DOJ, and the CIA. Proof beyond proof. And Liz Cheney, Adam Schiff, and the whole January 6th committee needs to be brought up on charges. But it's never going to happen because here in America, if you're a Democrat or siding with Democrat policies, you never have to do anything like that. You never have to go through anything like that. But if you're a Republican, a MAGA extremist, your life is in your own, you're taking your life in your own hands at that point by announcing it. At that point, you are putting a huge target on you and Listen, look at the January 6th perpetrators, quote-unquote, that are still locked up in jail with no due process on trumped-up charges. Where are the Democrats? Where are the arrests? Where are the cases against all of these pro-Palestinian supporters that did 10 times worse to the Capitol? Where, where is all the news on that? There's not because it doesn't fit the narrative. So that's the intro to the show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I had a listener send me a message to the Paranormal Patriot Facebook page. And I really want to get into that because it's something we really need to talk about. So sit back, relax, open that mind. You are listening to the Paranormal Patriot. My name is Tom Balassus. I'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Tom Velasquez, host of The Paranormal Patriot, just telling you again, if you have an event, if you have anything, a book, if you have a musical group, if you have anything you want to promote on this show, contact me at theparanormalpatriot at yahoo.com and I will advertise it on this show for free. Even if it's not you, even if you have a friend, a relative, or an acquaintance that you know needs to get free advertising, needs to get thousands of people to hear what they're offering, I can do it for no charge. All you have to do is contact me at theparanormalpatriot at yahoo.com. Give me a 30-second to one-minute audio clip of what you are promoting, and I'll put it on the show. I've done it before, and I do it again, and I love doing it. It's my way of saying thank you for listening to The Paranormal Patriot. You say heads and I say tails, we're playing games again. Okay, 
Okay, so before we get into the main crux of the show, I do have a question for my listeners, and it's a simple question. Why in the middle, we are less than one year away from a presidential election. Why are we having a debate, a nationally televised debate between two governors of two states that serve no purpose? These people, one of them's running for for president. You could say the other one is weighing his options. But this is, I've never seen this. I'm 52 years old. I've never seen anything like this. We are in the middle of a presidential election cycle. And we're debating governors that have nothing, that has nothing to do with the election. Listen, everybody, if they're doing this, there's a reason. Now it's up to us to figure out the reason. Here's my, here's my theory. Joe Biden is not making it to the election. Gavin Newsom will be running for president. And by the with the fact that Ron DeSantis was debating him makes me believe that Donald Trump is not going to be able to run for president. I could be completely wrong. I hope I am. But I'm telling you right now, something is up. This is unprecedented. Un, I mean, it, I don't ever, ever think it's been done before. And if it has, it's, it's ridiculous. Why have this debate? What is the main reason? What do you think was the reason for this debate? Was it what the media was saying to differentiate between the two sides and you determine which side is right? Yeah, because the media is really that open-minded. No, this is a ploy. This is something going on that they are just preparing us for something. They're preparing us for the fact that Joe Biden isn't running. Maybe Donald Trump isn't running. Are these the two Republican and Democrat nominees for the presidency in 2024 doing a pregame debate? Stranger things have happened. And, and, and you cannot say in this day and age of the political spectrum that is the United States that that isn't possible. In this point, this country is turned upside down. Anything, anything is possible. So that was my question I just wanted to start off with. But the reason we're doing this show today, I was toying with a bunch of ideas of what to talk about. And Justin, one of the great listeners of the Paranormal Patriot, sends me a post on the Paranormal Patriot Facebook page. And if you don't or you haven't liked it, go to the Paranormal Patriot podcast and like the page. Share the page. Get your friends and family and all people you know to join that page. Do not go to the Paranormal Patriot. That was hacked by some Asian dude. That is not me. So, throwing that out there. The Paranormal Patriot podcast on Facebook. But anyway, he sends me this link. And it it's something that I really think is a good idea. It's coming from our governor. So, hey, look, look at me. Look at me saying I agree with something Whitmer did. Give me a gold star or something. But... The headline from the Macomb Daily is Michigan to join state-level effort to regulate AI political ads. I truly think that that is a good thing. Because in this day and age, we've all seen it. We've seen Freddie Mercury holograms on stage, on concert. We've seen Michael Jackson on stage after they're dead. They sound exactly the same. 
If it wasn't for the hologram image, you wouldn't know the difference. AI is here. Holograms, AI, there's nothing in the way of, well, put it this way. You can make a political ad, and you can make Donald Trump say something in his voice that never even crossed his mind. And the sad part is, half of the people, actually more than half, we'll say three-quarters of the people that listen to that and see that are going to be like, I can't believe he said that. That just totally changes my view of Donald Trump. So then Donald Trump is going, his, his campaign is going to create an AI ad of Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom where the AI avatar says something in Gavin Newsom or Joe Biden's voice that he never said to make him look even worse. So we will never, ever know who we are voting for. Not like we do now. I mean, we have a general idea, but they flip-flop like they wouldn't believe. So, But there needs to be some guidelines. Now, the problem is, who's setting these guidelines? I'm sure it's going to be nonpartisan, right? Because everything's nonpartisan. Everybody looks, everybody in a, everybody in a position where, well, let's say they're a political watchdog. It's a nonpartisan. They're center of the aisle. There's no way. Most of these nonpartisan political watchdog groups lean so far left that they still believe Trump and Russia colluded in 2016, even though it's been proven completely false. But anyway, AI ads, you're not going to know what to believe because they are so convincing. I mean, listen, for those of us in the paranormal community, look at these videos and photographs of alleged UFOs. I've said it a million times, and I truly believe it. We're at the point where we, we're, we just can't differentiate between what is real and what is not. I mean, some people will say this is part of the simulation. Simulation? Tom, what is that? Well, there's a theory out there, and you can call it a conspiracy theory or just a theory. It doesn't matter. But there's a theory out there that says that we, you, me, our dogs, our cats, our parents, our brothers, sisters, friends, family... This is all a computer simulation. It's kind of like Tron, I guess. But there is a growing number of people that believe that we are just a program in a computer living a life like we like the lives that we have our characters in our video games play. And there's a programmer out there that is dictating what happens to us. As I said, there's a growing number of people that believe this to be the case. Now, when I first heard this, I was like... Man, come on. I'm crazy, but not that crazy. I don't know anymore. I mean, I at this point, I don't know what is real. Something, something is going on. The theories are we are in a simulation. And apparently the programmer is drunk right now because he's letting stuff fly that doesn't make sense. I've gone through the other theory. You know, we've got, you know, in 2012, CERN found the God Particle destroyed us we are destroyed we're dead we were shifted to another universe this universe is apparently upside down CERN needs to find another way to get us back into a logical universe I mean I honestly think people are waking up but the things going on in this in this life I mean I just I, I, I boys being girls girls being boys boys can go in the girls bathroom I mean just 
the things. I mean, it's okay to kill a baby, but you can't kill a convicted killer in prison? I mean, come on now. What is going on in this universe? So take it for what you take it for what it is. Did we just get stupid all of a sudden? I've talked about the procession of the equinox, how we are going away from the center of the universe and we get really stupid. And then as we make the corner and turn and go closer to the center of the universe, we, we gain enlightenment. We gain the knowledge that our ancestors, our ancient ancestors had and lost as we made the curve away from the center of the universe and we're getting stupid. But we're supposed to be on the, the curve back toward the center of the universe. So God, maybe this is normal. Maybe this is the way things should have been and we grew up with the way things shouldn't have been. I, I just can't see that. I don't know. What, what I know is things are left is right, right is left, down is up, and up is down. I mean, everything you thought you knew in today's world, turn it around. That's the normal. Makes no sense to me, nor to a lot of people. But anyway, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is putting out legislation, and in the, in the Democrats in the House are putting out legislation to basically regulate this, which is a good thing. My problem is... The Democrats are the one regulating this, and we all know how well they do in elections. You know, whether or not you're an election, quote-unquote, election denier or not, you cannot deny that there were some shady things going on. Listen, when you are in Detroit and you have people boarding up the windows to the election area where they're counting the votes and there's no Republicans in there, that's a red flag. Nobody said anything about that. When you have vans full of crates, full of ballots being dropped off at 1, 2 in the morning, and then, oh, miraculously, Joe Biden's vote count jumps way up. That's a red flag. Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, you name it. Every swing state that the Democrats won, there's some. There's a lot of irregularities, we'll say. A lot of strange things happen. So when, when the Democrats are in charge of the, the AI regulations, is it, is it going to be partial, impartial? I mean, is it going to be, well, you know, Republicans can't use AI, but Democrats, they can. Because that's essentially what is going on in this country today. The Democrats, do whatever you want. You can slander this guy. You can, you can trump up charges on this guy. Republicans, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You do that, you'll go to jail or worse. That's the country we live in. That's the planet we're living on right now. Now, again, these last round of elections in Argentina, the Netherlands, here in America, are giving me hope because there's a lot of very staunch, I mean, they would be called MAGA extremists in Netherlands and Argentina. They won. Not only did they win, they won in a landslide. Here in America, Louisiana, I believe it was North Carolina, Republicans swept into office. Things are changing. People, don't let the media tell you that people are happy with the way it is. Joe Biden just came out. Let me give you the quote. I'm going to have you hear the quote that Joe Biden said about this past Thanksgiving. Listen to this. In fact, as a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. <laughs> I look at all the press, look at that. The press is particularly excited about that, I can see. 
But look, all kidding aside, that's not all. On Thanksgiving two years ago, 100 container ships were waiting in dock to dock in the ports. They were lined up 100 long out into the ocean. This year, there were less than 10, meaning that today, as folks start their holiday shopping, shelves are stocked, meaning that if major appliances like a stove or a fridge broke down over Thanksgiving, you can replace it faster and nine. I can't I can't listen to, to any more. This guy's touting. Well, if your major appliance breaks down, your stove, what is it, a gas stove? Your air conditioner that you're trying to ban? We can get them now. Oh, great, so you can ban them. And I don't know what record this guy is looking at, but I can tell you right now, this Thanksgiving was not the fourth most inexpensive Thanksgiving on record. Maybe the fourth most expensive. I would venture that it was the most expensive. Everything went up in price. All I heard from people was how expensive it was. And this is what infuriates me. And I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican. But Joe Biden is sitting there telling us that two years ago, we had 100 ships off off the coast waiting to come and unload their, their cargo. Now there's only 10. Okay, first off, those were your policies, you jackass. That's like saying, hey, you know, gas is a dollar cheaper than it was a year ago. Well, a year ago, it was $5 a gallon. Before you took office, it was a, maybe $2 a gallon, if not less. So this administration is going to sit there and tout their economic accomplishments. See, Bidenomics works. They're touting them over the numbers that they produced during the course of this administration, which were abysmal. Listen, I don't know how worse those numbers could get in to tell us that, hey, inflation isn't that bad. It's down, it's down a point from last year this time. Okay, it was at 9% last year. Is that 8%, 7%? Hell, even if it's 6%, it was at 2% under Donald Trump. 2%. Your policies. And C, C-H, I'll just call you that. You know who you are. I appreciate you listening to this show. I really do, and you seem like a great guy when we converse. But like I said in my in my response to your post, you've got to see that things were better when, when Trump was in office as opposed to Biden. It's ludicrous for these people to think that we are in a better place now under Biden than we were with Trump. Our border's wide open. Border is wide open. Even the Democrat strongholds, the Democrat cities that voted for Biden, lockstep. I mean, doesn't matter who's running. You could have Jesus running against a Democrat, and these cities are going to vote Democrat. They are pissed. They're running out of room. They want this thing taken care of. Look at the economy. The economy is in shambles. Look at gas prices, energy prices. I'm telling my family, Unless you see icicles in the house, do not turn on the heat. It is that expensive to heat your house. It is that expensive to fill the gas tank in your car. And there's, listen, it's no no coincidence why that is. They're trying to eliminate the better gas-powered cars. They're trying to eliminate the fossil fuels that heat and cool your homes. It's not a secret. We're not, well, a lot of us, a lot of us apparently are stupid. I'm not one of them. 
I can see this. This is not, oh, we have to save the planet. This is, we need to figure out how to make more money and create more power for our party and ourselves. This has nothing to do with you and I. And until these Democrats and the Republicans come to that conclusion that 90% of the politicians in Washington, D.C., and wherever you live, in London, in Sydney, wherever, uh, New Zealand, uh, Auckland. Is it Auckland, Karen, where the parliament is in New Zealand? Let me know. But regardless, your politicians are not there for you. They are there for themselves and the quote-unquote party. Listen, we've seen this song and dance before. We've seen it in the 30s and 40s in Nazi Germany. People just blindly following Adolf Hitler. Well, if he said it, it's got to be good, right? All along, Adolf Hitler is telling you, this is I'm doing this for you, when he's not. And that's what our politicians are doing for us. Nothing. They are doing everything for them. They are doing everything to make our lives worse so we become dependent on the government. That's how that works. This is not that hard to see. When you start peeling away the layers, you will see everything. I mean, and listen, if you listen to this and you haven't done it yet, every time you see a major, major decision, a major policy change, Look at what it does for us. Really look, you have to look at, okay, what does it do for us? What does it do for the politicians in Washington? And you will find every single time, it's kind of like when you're in the, well, I'll throw a dealership. I've been there, I don't, I hate it. I hated working at a dealership. It's when the pay plan changes at at the dealership. Every year, every year there's a new pay plan and every year it benefits you. This is going to give you more money if you work harder. Now, you could work 10 times harder than anybody else in that dealership, and you're still not making what you were making the year before. That's how dealerships work. That's how our government works. They, And that's why I love working where I work, because they they are literally doing everything opposite of what a dealership would do. Great water garages, thank you. So when a big policy changes, change comes out, you need to look at it. And you need to ask yourself, does this really benefit me? Let's break down the numbers. Because they have made no qualms about saying Agenda 2030 is true. They want to round us up and they want to put us, just like China. China has huge tenements that hold tens of thousands of people in them. And they're just these huge buildings and these people live 50, 60 floors above the earth. And they're all in in city settings. Just so they round everybody up and they put them into these city settings. And that's what we're going to have here. That's what they want. I mean, listen, when Xi Jinping came before Thanksgiving, we, we rolled out the red Soviet communist Chinese carpet for them. We had... Chinese flags lining the streets in America. We had American soldiers as he was walking by them holding Chinese flags in America. Are we just handing that, handing us over to them? Because that's what the Democrats are doing. And for those of you who are saying, hey, the Republicans are just as guilty, to a point. But I've not seen one Democrat bill proposed that takes away the farmland 
that China has purchased in America. Not one. That's only coming from the Republicans. Now, again, I am learning as I go on my journey, and I'm learning every day. I don't even consider myself a Republican anymore because they're just, they're all the same. You know, Danielle has really got me into these libertarians. I mean, libertarians are all about the country. Country first, nationalism. And I know nationalism has been called a bad word. If you're a nationalist, you're a, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a xenophobe. Listen, we live in a time where there's borders. We live in countries. We identify as those countries. Me, myself, I have a huge Greek heritage. I was born in America. I'm not Greek. I'm not a Greek citizen. I don't represent Greek or Greece. I represent America. I'm an American. I grew up in a time in America where we were revered, where we were prosperous. Where it was, listen, and I wasn't alive in the 40s and 50s and 60s. I've heard that was a great time to be in America. But I'm going to tell you, aside from having to crawl under your desk and or go in front of your locker and put your hands over your head for a nuclear bomb, which wasn't going to do anything. I truly believe I grew up in the greatest time in America. Yes, America was great. America's been great for over 200 years. But in the 80s, you could, you could have a friend that was completely opposite of what you believe in. I had many of them. And you know what? We didn't care because nobody was shoving it down our throats. Yes, I'm sure racism existed in the 80s, not where I grew up. I went to a predominantly white school. I'm sure you've heard this story before. I graduated, I think, with a class of 804. It was a big school. And we had probably a dozen black people in my class. And guess what? I was friends with all of them. I didn't care. I don't judge people by their color. I judge people by their character. Maybe if you painted the character on people, then you could be racist. Because I don't care what color you are. All I care about is, are you a good person? And most of the people in this country feel that way. But the media wants you to believe that we are a racist society. We are horrible. That's not the case. America is still great. We are losing our grip on that. I mean, the Democrats are doing everything they can to devalue the dollar. They're doing everything they can to multiculturize. And, and I know that that's an oxymoron because America in itself is multicultural. But they are allowing these people in. And they all, all, all the reason that the Democrats want these people in is so they can add to their coffers. They want these people to be able to vote. Why do you think they're bringing them in, giving them food stamps, giving them housing, giving them cars, giving them phones, giving them free medical care, giving them free school? And they want them to vote. They're demanding that they be able to vote. Constitution be damned. You have to be an American citizen to vote on American policies. Simple as that. I don't care if you're, listen, if you're an illegal immigrant, you're, you're not living here, you're visiting. 
That would be like me going to Mexico as a tourist. That's how I look at these. I don't have the ability to vote in a Mexican election. So why wouldn't, why would an illegal, and, and don't sit there and let these people call, call them undocumented immigrants. That is a way to m- remove the stigma of the illegal. And that's what they are. Illegal. Breaking the law to get into this country. I'm going to tell you what. Let's do this. I'm going to have you break into, let me give you, uh, let's, let's go to Honduras. Just, just go in there illegally. See what happens to you when they catch you. Are they going to let you go and say, hey, you need to be, in, be at court this date? Or are they going to put you in jail and deport you? We are the only country that I know of besides England. England's a nightmare. For those of my listeners in England and London, I, I feel for you, man. I, I don't even know how you, how you do it. I mean, how do you do it? I, 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 my parents were in London for a while, and not anything like what I remember them telling me. You've lost your country. I'm sorry, your immigration policies, you've lost that country. Germany, lost that country. France, lost it. America, right on the verge. My question when it comes to border, the border crossing, is we're catching Iranians. We're catching North Koreans. We're catching Russians. We're catching Chinese these are the ones we are physically catching, not the gotaways, not the gotaways. These are the ones we know of. Why are these people crossing the border illegally? What would be the purpose? I, I guarantee you it's nothing of great joy and harmony. It's nefarious. They are, I guarantee you there are so many sleeper cells in this country. I personally thought that Thanksgiving we might have somewhat of an attack, but... Then again, I don't have a terrorist mind, so they're literally they're going to do it when we least expect it. Holidays, we would expect it. It's it's a scary time to be alive on this planet. I don't care if you're an American, a New Zealand, Australian, England, or English, French, Greek, Italian, German, Iranian, Russian, Ukrainian, Israeli. Palestinian. It, it is a very Mexican. Let's go. Let's keep going. I mean, I could name every country. Wherever you are, it's a scary time to be on this planet. Because I don't know what's going to happen. Are we on the verge of World War III? I really, truly think so. We're in a proxy war. That's, that's to be damn sure. But there is no telling what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, I'm not going to say... It didn't cross my mind when I'm watching the Michigan-Ohio State game. And there's 110,000 people in a stadium just whooping and wiling it up. Go blue. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, man, we still are the best country in the world. We really are. Because the world in a handbasket is falling apart. And here we are just going wild for a football game it we we do have the best country in the world still i will not deny that 
But I'm going to tell you, we are really, really close to losing that. So before I end the show, I want to relay a note. I received a, an email from one of our listeners by the name of Ken. His last name made me think, hmm, who's really getting a hold of me? But uh, he wanted to say, hey, I just finished listening to your latest podcast and your comments about spending more time with your family really hits home with me. I spent most of my life working so hard to pay for everything. The time with family just flew by. Now my kids are grown and now working and having their own lives. I enjoy listening to your podcast. I may not agree with everything, but that's what makes for great listening. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. If more people can do this, we may have a chance. If, if somebody says something you don't agree with, instead of hooting and hollering and ranting and raving, okay, let's talk about it. So thank you, Ken. He went on to say, sure. Or I'm sorry, went on to say, sure missed you when you were off the air. I hope all is well with you and your family. All my best wishes to you and your family. Remember that life is short and wow. Time flies by. All my best, Ken. He's not wrong. He's absolutely not wrong. And that's why I wanted to put that on there. Because literally, lately, I've been really thinking about mortality. We are, I mean, you think about it. We are here, and it's an old cliche, but it's true. We're here and gone in the blink of an eye. We, we, we have to make the most of it. And I really don't think that we were put on this planet to spend all day or all, yeah all day every day of the week working slaving for somebody else it is a necessity because money makes the world go round absolutely but you need to be able to balance that and the joy of where and I'm going to give them props again the joy of where I'm working great water garages um, allows us to do that they encourage you to spend time with your family. And it's crazy because I've worked for so many companies that encourage you. You know, we want you to spend time with your family. But you need to be here every day, sometimes 13, 14 hours a day. And, oh, by the way, at the end of t tomorrow, you have to stay three hours late to go over a meeting about how much money we made the last year. Literally, that was my last job. We had every other week we worked a 14-hour day on either Monday or Thursday. And they had meetings, dealership state or state of the dealership meetings that literally all they would do is tell us how much money they made the previous year. And every time I asked for a raise, oh, we can't afford that. Well, wait a minute. You just told me you had a record record year. How can you not afford that? Even in the meantime, they're, they're hiring people in at more than what I'm making. And when you question them, well, you know, the market's changing. Well, the market changed for me, too, and the market changes for you, too. So I really, really appreciate where I'm at right now, allowing me to have the time off with my family and with my wife, because I don't know how much longer. I mean, really, I don't. I, I don't want to say it that harsh, but it's true. We've got a trip to Riviera Maya planned in May, and, man, I pray we go. I'm, I'm really worried, but regardless... Ken hit it. You know, you spend all your life working and you work to support your family, to give your family the ability to do things like take them to Riviera Maya, go to Punta Cana, go up north, 
go camping all summer. You work your tail off to do that, to do stuff for your family. But like with me, this past summer when my wife was camping the first part of the summer, like constantly, I was working too much. I never got a chance to see her. We, we need to do something about that in this country and around the planet. We need to value family time because we don't. We value the almighty dollar. And speaking of that, to end the show, I've got a brief clip of the newest song from multiple myself's and yours truly, Tommy V, called Benjamins because Benjamins make the world go round. So thanks again, Justin. Thank you for the AI. Thank you for the uh, article for about uh, Michigan and their regulations on AI ads. Awesome stuff. Let me know what you think. Should there be regulations? Do you trust AI ads? The Paranormal Patriot at Yahoo.com. Ken, thank you so much for your kind words, and thank you for listening to the show, even though you may not believe in what I say all the time. That is good discourse that is that is opening the mind thank you ken so without further ado here is multiple myself and tommy v just a short little clip because the song's not done benjamins we'll talk to you next week you've been listening to the paranormal patriot my name is tom velasquez thank you for listening